Now it's time to get all set for Sunday with your hosts, Scott Williams and Jeff Trailer. All right. Welcome to All Set for Sunday, a podcast for busy and distracted Catholics to be a little more prepared for Sunday Mass. My name is Scott Williams. My co-host is Jeff Trailer. Jeff, how are you? I'm fantastic, Scott. I'm relaxed. I'm sitting here. I'm all prepped and ready to go. Scott, are, are you busy or distracted at all today? No, not at all. Just driving a 26-foot box truck to pick up some sock knitting machines. Nothing big going on here. Gotcha. So Scott is recording from the cab of a truck in the middle of North Carolina. Because listeners, that's how dedicated we are to your salvation. Now, you may find <laughs> that we're... Preach, preach. You may find that we don't back that up when we introduce our guests. <laughs> but we are joined this week. Uh, it's our first twofer episode. We've had a priest and a deacon. We've had a deacon and his wife, but never before have we had a double priest episode. Uh, we are joined by recurring guest, Father Andy Seiberg, and first-time guest, his brother, Father Ben Seiberg. Father Andy, Father Ben, how are you guys doing? Great. Yeah. Shut up, Father Andy. Let me go first. Uh, I just want to make this clear that while this is a first I'm really hoping it's the last, you know, having the two of us together. So let's just get this over with. Oh, if you were wondering what it was going to be like having brothers on the podcast, we're answering that question very early on. Father Andy, how are you? I'm so blessed. I'm so happy to be here with my brother. It's a <laughs> glorious thing. Uh, no, uh, life is, you know, it's interesting. I'm coming to you from the COVID-riddled Brute Seminary. We have like seven cases making their way through the building, so getting pretty live over here uh fortunately we've got everyone quarantined and they're staying away from each other so uh safe. but yeah say some prayers for the the fellas at simon brute because it's you know yeah it they have like to quarantine like these little tiny cells father andy you've been on the podcast before father andy is uh at the bishop simon brute house of formation at marion university uh, wait, what did we determine last time was your title, Father Andy? Um, like the best of the best. It was like organizer of things. I think wasn't the organizer that like, of things and the delegator. Yeah, the del the delegator. It's something that sounds more cool. I am the delegator. <laughs> well, what we determined is that nobody really knows what he does. But uh, Father Ben. Uh, me and Cyberg joins us. Father Ben, what parent what what are your responsibilities for the archdiocese? Um so I'm like a real priest and I have parents. They <laughs> can see my face right now. Uh I am the pastor of St. Lawrence in Lawrenceburg and St. Mary's in Aurora. So my my last assignment before I came out here was in French Lake and Paoli, which was the furthest west parish in our archdiocese right along the diocese border. And now I'm on the furthest east parish, right along the east border of our diocese. So basically the bishop just like doesn't want to look at me ever. So he just sends me as far away as possible, which is fine. Asked you, uh, totally asked you to the corners of the diocese. Well, Lawrenceburg and, and French Lake, though, two beautiful areas of the state of Indiana. So Yeah, no, I, I love it. I, I've been here for two and a half years. And, and my first year was just St. Lawrence. And then they're like, okay, take over St. Mary's after that. And then uh, COVID happened. So it's been kind of a crazy two and a half years. Yeah. Wait, if I'm not 
if I'm not wrong, I think those are also uh, the two main pastoral assignments that would involve having a casino within your. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they also that is true, uh, and Paoli Peaks, and then Perfect North slopes. You know, so I've I've had like slopes in my backyard for almost five years, and casinos. And I've gone to the casinos way more than to the slopes. So, yeah, well, just to be honest here. <laughs> ministering to the souls, right? I mean, you're responsible for all those souls in those casinos. But I did finally go to Perfect North, and everyone was like, how was the skiing, father? Did you go snowboarding? And I'm like, no, I, I just went tubing. And they're like, that, that's what our six-year-olds do here. <laughs> <I'm> sorry. <laughs> Now, Jeff, Wild. I don't know if you know this or not, but Father Ben uh, married Elizabeth and I. Is well, you right? married Elizabeth, but Father Ben Father celebrated. Ben was the uh, – he didn't celebrate. You know, he was not part of the celebration. He was he was the uh, person that, that celebrated the Mass. The officiant of your celebration. Yes. I kind of was like, did I do that? Oh, yeah, that's right. That's why their marriage is so great. <laughs> Oh, gosh. All right, Jeff, two-minute drill. Let's do it. All right. It's the fifth Sunday in Ordinary Time. Uh, we have quite a grouping of readings here. Uh, I've, I got to say I've been spoiled the last couple of weeks. It's been a little easier to go through. And then we get into Job this week. So the first reading comes from the book of Job, chapter 7. And Job starts off, uh, he's, he's talking about drudgery hmm. and hirelings and... He says that the days are swifter than a weaver's shuttle. These are all things that I have no idea uh, what they mean or what they're talking about. And then he ends the whole thing with, I shall not see happiness again. Right. I feel like Job a little bit here sounds like a, a, I work in a high school and I feel like he sounds like a dramatic high school boy who just like broke up with his first girlfriend. And he's just nothing. Nothing will ever be the same. Everything is wrong. And everything is horrible. The earth is a bore. Life drags on. We need something more. We need something more is what I what I kind of take away from this mm -hmm. uh, reading. The response to Psalm, praise the Lord who heals the brokenhearted. And uh, and I my first note I wrote was Job really needs that right now like he he needs lord to heal his broken heart because he's hurting or hallelujah this week and job could probably use an hallelujah too because he just seemed really sad <laughs> pretty sure and the yeah. hallelujah is an option every week but yeah uh not every week according to the usccb but <laughs> wow good to know you're a well, 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 um, well. the <laughs> the the second reading uh, from first Corinthians, I feel like I know some priests that might take this reading a little personal, like feel like it's a little bit of a personal attack. It starts off right off the bat. Like that says, if I preach the gospel, this is no reason for me to boast. And I'm like, well, I know some priests that are happy to boast that they get to preach the gospel, but, um, it, it talks about how preaching is an obligation. It's not a gift. It's, it's free of charge though, for everybody. And we must do whatever we can to bring the people to the gospel, whether it means being slave, being weak, being all things to all people, right. whatever we got to do, we need to bring the gospel. And now speaking of obligations, I'm obliged to share the gospel. Uh, and I will be, I'll read that for us. You two just go ahead and take a breather. <laughs> I got this. Uh, Mark, we're still in Mark chapter one, 29 to 39. On leaving the synagogue, Jesus entered the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. 
Simon's mother-in-law lay sick with a fever. They immediately told him about her. He approached, grasped her hand, and helped her up. Then the fever left her, and she waited on them. When it was evening after sunset, they brought to all they brought to him all who were ill or possessed by demons. The whole town was gathered at the door. He cured many who were sick with various diseases, and he drove out many demons, not permitting them to speak because they knew him. Rising very early before dawn, he left and went off to a deserted place where he prayed. Simon and those who were with him pursued him and on finding him said, everyone is looking for you. He told them, let us go on to the nearby villages that I may preach there also. For this purpose have I come. So he went to their synagogues, preaching and driving out demons through the whole of Galilee. All right, beautiful. That was a great analysis. Um, and now on to my, my, at least I think, I don't know. Um, but but my favorite part of the show, Father Ben, I know you guys, you listen every week probably, but um, this is the this is the part where I asked, did, did Jeff get anything wrong? Yeah. <laughs> uh... Why did you just start by laughing? Like I'm already nervous. Come on, man. Well, I uh, as a as a Roncalli grad, I can assure you that anyone who teaches theology at Roncalli would never get anything wrong when it comes to scripture or theology. So, you know, wow, Jeff has got shots. No, he, <laughs> no, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I, I love it. A, a high schooler, I, I guess. I've I've always kind of in my head pictured Job more like a taxi driver in New York. You know, just Why? Oh, just I, my life is never going to be had. This just could not get any worse. And and the way even that Job is written. Do so you imagine Job saying, uh, "Is not man's life on earth a drudgery?" Exactly. It and it and and the way the the book is written, you know, the story of Job, like everyone died except me. Like it's it's almost meant to be ridiculous it's it's just like the worst of the worst and it, it's 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 almost hyperbolic like everyone blew up everyone burned to the fire except me just to tell you they all died so it just kind of compounds with this almost comic tragedy so there is this sense of you're like diving, you're i will never analysis. be happiness again like it, it it's you're kind diving. of playfully sad <laughs> you're diving into your analysis here but you haven't answered the question did i get anything wrong uh no you didn't get it wrong <laughs> There it is. <laughs> no. is, is that about what you're you, going to preach on this weekend? Is just uh, just drudgery. <laughs> uh, drudgery. Well, I'm easy waiting to, to hear what my brother says. Yeah, <laughs> drudgery is easy to preach on. Father Andy, did did you hear anything that I got wrong in there? No. Oh no! Look you at neither of you posting. This you, is good. You read the King's English correctly. <laughs> Listen, I set a low bar and I try to just stumble over it. <laughs> <laughs> this episode's gonna have lots of giggles in it. I think. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Not a lot of depth, I'm gonna guess, but a lot of giggles. <laughs> All right. Well, what, I don't. I don't even know how to do this. Are you? Last time we talked with Father Andy, he was going to Father Ben's parish because Father Ben had the coronavirus and. Um, Father Andy, are you preaching this weekend anywhere? Yeah, I'm at the parish. What what parish? Holy Angels in Saint Rita, oh, okay. of which I'm the I'm the the head delegator. <laughs> uh, wait, no, there you're sacramental minister. Ed. I'm going to look this title up. It's the funniest thing <laughs> I've ever read that the archdiocese has put together, and that's saying something. And that, my friends, is saying something. 
<laughs> no, but I'll be in the I'll be in the parishes this weekend. You know, Joe. Do you Joe, guys ever yeah, do you guys ever just, talk yeah. to each other about what you're going to preach about, or do you guys just keep it uh, cash on your conversation? Sometimes, yeah. yeah, yeah. Is it is it when one of you doesn't have something to preach about, and you call the other and like, so so what are you going to preach about this? In weekend? my life, I have never not known what to say to the people of God. <laughs> That's a lie. Um, That's yeah. a lie. Last episode. <laughs> You, you were asking awesome. us what to preach about. <laughs> I know. There's like documentation. It's <laughs> well, I think more so we we do love to share what we did talk about. And it is it's kind of uplifting to hear like, how did your message go? And oh man, that, that worked really well. And I mean that's the thing about preaching is it's never just is it a good insight or a good message, but it's the context, you know. Um you know, the people you're preaching to and what happens to be going on in that parish or in their lives that week could look insanely different, even an hour away. So it's more about like, how did it go? Then what are you going to talk about? Yeah. I mean, the, the makeup of Father Andy's parishes at Holy Angels, St. Rita's and and St. Lawrence and Lawrenceburg and St. Mary's are dramatically different parts of the archdiocese. So I imagine, by the way, I did look it up, coordinating the assistance of other priests on staff. That is Father (laughs) Andy's official title at Brute. Well, let's, let's start with Father, Father Ben this week. What are you, what are kind of some major themes that you're thinking about preaching on? Um, so I, I actually just learned this in the, (laughs) shut up, Andy. Save some columnists (laughs) for this one, folks. (laughs) Uh, Jesus cures uh, Peter's mother-in-law of a fever, and we're just so used to a fever being a common thing. You know, we we wouldn't really think too much about it, but 2,000 years ago, a a fever could kill you. It just was a lot more serious. Even something as simple as like a bag of ice, you know, on your forehead, that's not an option 2,000 years ago. Uh, So when... Uh, this gospel, when when it's being written, when the story's told, fever means she is deadly ill. Um, so to, to kind of put that in context, um, but I would say, and then then, then beyond that, uh, people always make a joke about this gospel. Oh, right. as soon as she gets healed, she serves the men. You know, it's kind of like you know that's what happens. I- I would never make that super easy joke about my mother-in-law on this podcast, as I know she's an avid listener. So I don't know what you're talking about, Father Andy, and making that joke about a mother-in-law. I didn't say anything. Oh, sorry, Father Ben. I just assumed it would be you. I hadn't rehearsed that in my head already. Right. Uh-huh. I, uh, so he's going based on previous experience. By passing that uh, terrible joke, uh, a, a little more... Uh, a Greek digging. So it says that she served them. And, and the word is, it's, it's the same word, diakono. So when Jesus says, I have come not to be served, but to serve, he's using that same word um, as, 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 as she is when she serves them. So ultimately, this gospel is one where someone is deadly ill and, and is on is at the end of her rope, and as soon as she meets Christ and is transformed, she becomes a servant. You know, that's kind of the heart of what happens right there at the beginning of the gospel. So, are you? Do you think you'll find yourself like at all referencing the other readings, or is it is this just a tough one to like? <laughs> right. I guess I would admit, Jeff. I rarely talk about all three. I, I guess uh, 
maybe I'm kind of a wimp, but my people know I can't handle it. I don't know. <laughs> Father Andy, are you not a coward and you might preach on the other readings as well? Oh, I'll probably start preaching on other scriptures that weren't even read today. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, it. I mean, I had a really good a good idea last week after we preached. Let's just go back. <laughs> I, I heard a great homily from last week. I'm just going to go ahead right. and share that one. Uh, beg, borrow, and steal. I mean, I do think there is wisdom, though, in like trying to drill down because you can really start to lose people if you're starting to like really get to tie everything together. So like there is wisdom to that. But and sometimes like the readings, they just line up. Mm -hmm. Last week week was one where they just like bang, bang, bang. They all made sense together. There was a common theme. Yeah, this was. That's why this week was for sure harder. And anytime like you're going to read the scriptures, like you're encountering the living word, you want to pick one reading that, you know, like, that's fine. You know, like Job, like very relevant to what's going on right now. Like we would say Job is suffering from depression and insomnia. Like he's just riddled with worry. Like anybody here not like struggling with that right now mm-hmm. in the midst of 2020 and, you know, and, but it's 2021. What? <laughs> Exactly. Like, I don't even know what year it is. Life is a drudgery. Drudgery. <laughs> it's a drudgery. Uh, but, you know, thinking about this podcast, I was thinking about this, Scott. Um, <laughs> like, with, like, parents and kids and things like that, like, that line, like, the, the apostles, like, coming, like, everyone's looking for you. Like, as a parent, you probably feel like that. As a teacher, you probably feel like that. Like, Students or your kids like, constantly coming at you, mom, dad, Mister, like I need, I need, I want, I want, I need you to take care of this. Mm-hmm. And like Jesus gives us like the antidote to kind of say salvage some sanity. He goes off in the morning and he goes and prays. Like he finds some silence. He goes and prays. So, like moms and dads, like before the kids like take over the house, like finding some silence before the craziness starts, and like finding some prayer. Right. He finds relief in returning, you know, to the father in prayer and like as parents and teachers and priests and people who serve others, like finding that is so important. Like, cause you just, it ain't going to happen without it. You just can't do this. So you wouldn't go into a desert without water, like going into ministry without prayer. You're done. You're dead. You ain't going to make it. So I love it. I, and I think, you talk about like as priests, as people working in, in, or as parents and people working in uh, school buildings, we get that a lot, but I know as priests, you guys get that as well. And like both of you in very different scenarios here, but I, I don't know a pastor that doesn't constantly have people coming in the front door who just want to have a quick word with father mm-hmm. or just want to share something or just, or calls. I love hearing the stories from priests about just the phone calls they get from parishioners that, could be one minute or 275 minutes about the same amount of content or uh, father Andy, your situation is probably even more unique, especially right now locked into a seminary with a bunch of undergraduate seminarians. Um, I'm sure you are getting a lot as you're coordinating the actions and the coordinating, the assistance of other priests on staff. I'm sure you're getting a lot of people uh, bugging you about that as well. So how do you, how do you two like balance that? How do you find that escape in your own ministries of making sure that you're present for your flock, but also like staying rooted in your own prayer lives? Mm-hmm. 
Um, I, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know that any priest would suggest that they do that perfectly, but I mean, I, I just, I think more than anything, it, uh, it takes discipline, you know, just to say like, I, I don't have a choice in the matter. I, I have to pray and most certainly have to pray early. I just got to carve out the time before anything else happens. Uh, recently I've been, I've been kind of hearing, uh, in my head, kind of a refrain in the Psalms. It says, the heavens are the Lord's, but the earth he gives to men. And in, in my head, I, I kind of flipped that around to be, God gave me everything. I give him the morning. Like my whole day, my, my, I've got all this work and all these things I want to do, but I've got to give God the, the first part of it so that the rest becomes a possibility. So really, it, it's, it just takes discipline. There's no magic formula other than just kind of making it happen daily. Um, is that something that's gotten easier for you over time or is it? something that just has seasonality to it that's a that's a great question scott i would say it has got easier though yeah yeah i mean that's the purpose of discipline more than anything i mean you you change your life through those habits and practices um but it isn't so hard to always follow through uh, but still yeah it, it can be well i just imagine you know as a as a parent of a toddler, it seems that my time becomes more and more finite, finite. And, you know, as they get older and become more involved in sports, it's going to just shrink and shrink and shrink. I imagine that's probably the same in, you know, your role as a pastor of a parish and just the, the longer that you're in ministry, the more your schedule probably fills up. And, you know, is it just a process of becoming more strategic with your schedule? Is it becoming more disciplined? Is it, you know, sometimes it's great and sometimes it sucks. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. where, where do you find that, that balance? Um, I, I would, I would say, Scott, you know, your, your life will get more busy, but I think just as we all do, as we mature, we just, we just get more graceful at kind of handling it. So I don't know. I, I would suspect that both of us will get better at it as we mature and, and keep growing. And before you know it, you're going to be able to like juggle four kids at once and not even worry. So well, who was, well, it was like father, Andy, for those of us, for those of us who aren't mature, can you share <laughs> what that looks like? I, I see what you did there. Uh, no, I, yeah, the discipline and the, like doing it the first day, like there's even like, there's like a scriptural basis for that not a cyborg folks on podcast world you can't see it but he's designated himself this trailer is not a cyborg uh so <laughs> but anyways uh like there's something like very scriptural. like we give the lord the first fruits right like the the first you know cat you know like the first of our cattle the first of our flock the first of our fruits like so what does that mean for us like the first fruits of our day like when we wake up and like there's always going to be a sacrifice to that. Like the first of your flock, the first of your fruits. Like I don't want to get up. I don't want to sacrifice this half hour to the Lord, but like, this is what I got. And it may not seem like a lot, but like the Lord can do tremendous things with very little to work with. I mean, like think five loaves, two fish, thousands of people fed. Like it's not our job to determine the value of the offering. Like that's the the Lord will take that and do with it what he will and you know i I was on this retreat and this this guy talked about the alarm clock and he was like and you think about like these are the first fruits of your day are you going to get up and offer that to the lord 
are you going to hit the snooze button? Like, you have been bested by an alarm clock. And it's like, doggone it, man. Like, that's terrible, you know. <laughs> but it, like, sticks. That one got really there. deep right there. <laughs> right. I hit the snooze this morning. Twice. <laughs> you know, so. Um, like, well, can I, like, let me get your take on this. Father. So Father Peter Marshall was on a couple weeks ago, and he shared that same scripture passage. He was talking about the first fruits. Mm-hmm. And he, he was telling us that he's not a morning person. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, he was talking about it from the perspective of identifying our, our first fruits is identifying when that time for prayer will be. It doesn't always have to be at the very beginning of the day. That was me. That is, was that you? Yes. No, I think that was Father Peter. And I stole it. I stole it from Father Mike Schmitz on his Bible oh. in your podcast. Oh, there you go. Never mind. Father Peter does not get I that credit. credit. He definitely not Father <laughs> right. Peter. Father Mike Schmitz was the one who shared that on our podcast. Everyone heard it. We had him on from our his podcast. his second most pop the second most popular podcast to ours in America yes. right now. I believe <laughs> America. Well, yeah. I mean, he's not wrong. Like, and that's the importance of like self knowledge comes in. Like, am I a morning person? No. So, like, you you do want to set yourself up to have, like, the most fruitful prayer that you can have. And so if you're just going to kind of slog your way through, like, and you're not really focused, well, then, yeah, you might want to find a better time. But regardless of where that time shows up, like, there's going to be some sacrifice. Because prayer can be very disruptive, right? We're going through our day, we're cooking, and then we have to stop and then go and sit with the Lord. So. There's always going to be some kind of sacrifice involved, but like the rewards to be found, like there isn't anyone who's given up anything and won't receive a hundred times more. How did we get on this topic from today's scriptures? Serious trying to like call back. I can't remember. Jesus going off to find a place. Got it. He he spends really two thirds of this gospel doing work, you know, doing his father's work. And then he's like, okay, I've got to pray. I've got to. Jesus. That's what I love about this podcast, because if this is like a Sunday homily, I can't just be like, Father, please stop where you're preaching right now. Let me be- rewind and ask a clarifying question. Yeah, Father, uh, what the heck are you doing or, up there? Or would you, you recommend that he start doing that at Mass? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and it's like very uh, encouraging that Jesus Christ, the Son of God, was like, man, I, I need some time here. Like... That's a very human thing that Jesus does right there. He's like, I've been busting butt. Actually, I, Wi-Fi I need at the, uh, at the uh, seminary. That, that's a good thing. So, Father Andy, Encourage. you cut out for just a second there. I'm certain our, our boys are watching tons of Netflix while they're quarantining. So you're, <laughs> your Wi-Fi yeah, is you, under you really are. You were really excited <laughs> to share something there, and then we heard nothing. <laughs> you just froze up and... You said it's no, really well, exciting that Jesus did no, nothing. It's encouraging that Jesus was like, I need a minute. Like, I'm busting my butt here, and I just, I need a minute here. Like, that's a very human thing to do. Right. And uh, I think sometimes we can drag in this, like, I just, I had to go, go, go. And even the Son of God was like, okay, um, mm-hmm. time out. Because if I don't take time for myself, I can't give what I don't have. So I, I got to preach and I got to go from town to town, village to village. And in, our, in the case of us, like student to student or child to child or parishioner to parishioner. Like, 
if I'm not being fed by the Lord through prayer, how am I feeding the other people? So well, and uh, and I think Father Andy, it's a, the the Lord is not saying I need me time. I, I I hate that phrase. Like that is that is not a part of the Christian life. There is no Jesus is saying I need a minute to go watch Netflix. Like a, your seminarians are. He, he's going right. to pray. <laughs> he's going to be with the Father. You know, uh, even his time away is 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 time spent in a deeper place, and and I think, you know, that happens too when we tell ourselves, "I'm kind of tired or run down. I just want to do nothing." But it's like, well, that's when the Lord can come in and say, "Oh no, let's not do nothing. Let's be fueled by the gift of the Spirit by being in the presence of God." You know, me time, and maybe maybe a little bit of that is fine, but in general, like Jeff Scott as parents. Is that a thing? I would think not. <laughs> you know? I mean, this, this podcast is about as much me time as I get. Right. I love it. Right. But, but it's also, you know, it's it feeds me as well. Mm-hmm. Like, right. I, people hear us say all that time on here, like, Scott and I started doing this because we just really enjoyed talking about the readings. And then we were like, what if we just had priests talk with us, too, so they could tell us how we're dumb and stuff. And, <laughs> and it works. It works. <laughs> All right. Speaking of dumb, Jeff, do you have any, do you want to move on to dumb questions or do you have anything else you want to add? No, I, I would love to move on to dumb questions. Let's go. Let's do it. Now it's time for dumb questions. But I mean, if we're being honest here, pretty much all of Scott and Jeff's questions are dumb. All right. We're going to start off. uh, This isn't even a dumb question. This is just going to be an an activity that we're going to start this with. Uh, First off, Father Andy. Say something nice about Father Ben. <laughs> His Wi-Fi is not frozen. Everybody, he's just the- <laughs> well. You know, it's it's a it's a plethora of options. Uh, but uh, I mean, it's simple. But like, he's a good brother. Like beyond the priesthood and all that, like he's just an awesome brother to have. I can call him whenever I want. I called him before this podcast. Yes, because <laughs> because again, you could not figure out how to get on. Yes, that's true. So yeah, he's a good brother. You know. All right, Father Ben, how about you? Say something nice about Father Andy, because you keep telling him to shut up. <laughs> uh, uh, Father Andy would do anything for anyone, and I know I know people like people just say that about people all the time, but it's true. He's a heart of gold uh, and, and a heart that is frequently on display. So most of us are like, oh, if I have feelings, I got to bury them. And my brother shows them because he, his heart is huge. And, and uh, yeah, he's all right. He's, he's pretty great. I hate it. He's great. Perfect. Now I'm going to ask a bunch of questions that you two are going to fight about, but I wanted everybody to hear that first. All right. R- rapid fire. Who's the better preacher? Me. Ben. <laughs> All right. Who's your mom's favorite? Me. Ben. <laughs> How about your dad's favorite? Me. <laughs> By the way, Father Ben, you're my dad's favorite as well. He wanted me to say hello to you. Uh, he doesn't really know Father Andy, but every time I talk about, he listens to the podcast, so call and be like, I heard Father Andy. Have you talked to Father Ben in a while? <laughs> It's true. <laughs> All right. Tougher question. 
Who's the Archbishop's favorite? Does he know? Well, give it. <laughs> you know, I don't know. <laughs> you should have asked him last week. Right. right. We asked him who his favorite guest on our podcast was, but we didn't tell him the list of priests who have been on the podcast. Right. And so he said Father Mike Kucher because that was the only one I think he knew who had been on the podcast. <laughs> Father, Father Mike Kucher is his favorite priest. That's his favorite cyborg. Got it. That's his favorite cyborg. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Who? Which one of you is the favorite uncle? I know you have lots of nieces and nephews, right? How many do you guys have? I think it varies based on mm. proximity to nieces and nephews. So right now, I'm probably the front runner. That's fair. Because they're all. Because they're Cause all. They're, I'm close. Andy. Well, and and. Uncle Andy has a Christmas gift. The kids all covet called the Uncle Andy Experience. So, yeah, it, we go out and do. Please, activities. please share more. We do an act. I don't get them just a standard gift. We we engage in some sort of activity. So, like my nephew, I took him to his uh, to a pacer game, right? And so we. I thought you were going to say like, "Hey, today, guys, we're going to clean the chapel at Brute." <laughs> well, that would certainly be an experience. That's for sure. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, that is the Uncle Andy experience. Gotcha. All right. Um, which one of you was – let's let's go back. Which one of you was the better student? Who had the better grades? Oh, good yeah. Lord. <laughs> In seminary as well? Yeah. Yeah. Now, weren't you two on track? To, you two for a while were on track to be ordained in the same year, correct? Yes. They had to hold them back. Even though Father Andy is older, and if you look at the two of them, it looks significantly older, but only let's see, thirty-five minutes. That's how long it took. <laughs> Until a you looking old joke. Yes. But I'm young at heart. Actually the thing is, is I haven't had hair in like fifteen years. I've looked the same for like the past two decades. Mm-hmm. Well, no, I didn't say anything about you being bald. Are you feeling self conscious? <laughs> Well, why else would you call me old looking? Your face? <laughs> because of that catcher's mitt of a face you have? <laughs> My God. Why do I keep coming back to this thing? Cause it Wait, how of- often? Here's the, okay. How often do you two have to like have somebody who starts talking to you thinking that you're the other father cyborg? Never. Like, does that happen often where, or when you're talking to somebody? Never. They'll be like, oh, I know another Father Cyborg. No? That happens like, oh, is your brother Mm -hmm. Father So-and-so? And And then they'll be like, you don't look anything like him. I'm like, why don't you get out of my face, lady? (laughs) And usually something like... Let us pray. (laughs) 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 Um, All right. So, obviously, like... It's a unique, I think it's a really unique, I I think it's a unique thing mm-hmm. that you two are brothers and both priests, but is this an anomaly that like happens more often than we think? Uh, I mean, I know right yeah. now in the archdiocese, there's two sets of brothers, all four Ron Colley graduates, it should be noted. Not that I take any credit for that because, well, Father Ben, you were here when I was here. Yeah. Yeah. Barely. I, well, I mean, it's scriptural. I mean, you know, if you think about it from the very beginning, you know, Peter and Andrew, James and John. And I do want to just be clear, it was Peter and Andrew. So let's just, let's, let's see who, whose role that would make me then. Just to clarify, I would be Peter in that scenario. The guy who sunk like a stone? 
That guy. Hey, I wrote Andrew brought the rock to Christ. That's that's what that is. Also, (laughs) by the way, we've talked about this before, and I complimented us. I was like, we are now in the great tradition of Peter, Andrew, James, John, and now Ben and Andy. Like, yeah, he's actually said that on the podcast before. So, yeah. And but I he, believe... he does always put your name first. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, but I, I really, it not just in scripture, but even in history, I I, I think this this is a beautiful, but uh, but I don't want to say a common thing, but it, it's it's not it's not unheard of. Yeah, I mean, because we both come from the same place, the same family, same faith, and you know, our upbringing is a big reason of why we're both priests. So I think it makes a lot of sense, really. Well, that was my next question. How much credit goes to your parents? Like, how much did they foster that vocation in you? Or how much was it really just like kind of a base that was there that allowed you two to like genuinely discern? I think it was, a. I mean, there's, I mean, I think there's both parts of it, but like, you, like there was a solid foundation to start. Like our first exposure to the world of vocation was the marriage of our parents and like you see like what does it mean to be in a vocation how do you live that out um and it, that can happen even on like just like tacitly you just mm-hmm. kind of learn this stuff through osmosis and like having that foundation becomes really important so uh but like yeah we had priests over we went to mass i mean like there was no like secret sauce mm-hmm. you know so so to speak it just like let's be good human beings good disciples and kind of go from there and i think i think most people uh they pursue something in their life because they've seen it and as father andy said we we knew lots of priests and just the concept was very real to us it'd it'd be like if somebody wanted to be a doctor but had never even seen a doctor or or imagine what that would be like you know i I would think jeff that you probably had some great teachers in your life that you thought wow i could do that i want to try that you know i hope yeah yeah no, I think I think that's awesome. And I think so just to track for those listening at home, Father Ben, you entered the seminary first, correct? That is correct. Father Andy, what were you doing before you entered seminary? I was working. As a what? I was the shipping and receiving supervisor for a scrap metal factory. Every that's pound not- in, every pound out. That was my job. That's that's essentially what you do at Brute now, right? <laughs> and now the company itself is called wait for it. Trinity Metals. Huh. <laughs> oh, oh, wow. What an influence. What an influence. And so you were doing that and obviously felt like you were called to something more or you couldn't come up with your own unique vocation. So you just decided to follow your brother into seminary. <laughs> well, yes, but <laughs> one day I was getting a load of yellow brass ready. 4,000 pounds of pieces no bigger than a nickel and the box broke and 4,000 pounds of bronze fell on the floor. And I thought there's no way that God wants me to do this with my life. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> else. Really great story. <laughs> and then the rest is history. Of course I left seminary for a while then came back. And so that's a whole other thing. All right, Jeff, do you have one or two more? No, uh, no. I mean, okay. I was just going to keep picking on on that experience, but Scott's rated just cut me off. He did, this to me, <laughs> he did this to me last week. I had pages of questions for the Archbishop. We had to record like a post audio of just questions I had not been able to ask because Scott was just like, well, that's it. Here we go. Well, we were 20 minutes over already, so. 
I know. All right, gentlemen, thank you so much. This has been a joy. My cheeks hurt from all my smiling and giggling. Thanks for listening to All Set for Sunday. We hope your children behave during Mass this week.